This episode of I Ride a Bike is brought to you in part by Treadwell Training. Whether you're looking to prep for a race series, have your sights set on a long adventure ride, or you just want to up your conditioning and nutrition, professional cycling coach Derek Treadwell will get you where you need to go. His personalized and friendly approach offers principle-based coaching for cyclists of all levels. To learn more, visit treadwelltraining.com. Hi, I'm Seth Ballier, the host of I Ride a Bike, where each episode we follow one basic premise, to never grow old, one ride at a time, and the stories that follow. Take me back to the times when we would grab our bikes and ride the days into the night. Though our eyes would soon be open for the moment we were golden. And welcome to another episode of I Ride a Bike the Podcast. It's the official first day of summer here in Maine, and it's an absolute stunner out there. Um, I'm sitting down with uh, Tim Bruce. We actually met for the first time up at Raspatitsa in Vermont uh, almost two months ago. Two months now, ago, yeah, which is pretty wild. But um, he's a uh, re- lucky enough to be uh, a remote worker. I'm not sure how long you've been able to do that. Oh but, nine uh, since oh nine. So yeah. since before it was cool. Season pro, right? Yeah, season exactly. pro, and uh, <laughs> allows you to do a lot of cycling all over the place, get some travel in, and things like that. So. Yeah. Um, lucky guy, and uh, we're going to talk about bikes. So welcome to the podcast. My favorite topic. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We had we started having some conversations up in Vermont, and uh, immediately I was like, well, let's just get you on the mic. I know, exactly. You know, it was so fun. Even though it was start, like we, raining and 45 degrees and drinking beers, but yeah. Yeah, we started talking about bikes, the rain disappears in your mind, and I know, you're good right? to go, right? That was a good day, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it wasn't was a, snowing. It wasn't snowing. Oof, we had that going for we've us. had that so, before up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's kick it off uh, right the, the, the normal way here. And uh, so tell me, why do you ride a bike? Why do I ride a bike? Well, I've always ridden bikes. I've always, um, as a kid, you know, in our, our demographics, we, you know, that's what we did. We rode bikes like all day. Like, I think my mom kicked me out of the house and locked the front door so I couldn't get back in until dark or dinner. Um, I ride bikes. Um, I love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, I in the winter I ski and, and like then I like that, but I I can't wait to get on my bikes and, and like this winter I jump around a lot. But this winter with the mild winter and I travel a lot for work mm-hmm. and like every time it was like forty degrees, it's thirty five degrees. I'm gonna go ride my bike. Yeah, it's just it's what I do. Yeah. I just it just cleans me out. My line and I've said this to a lot of people. I'm the smartest person in the world when I'm on my bike. I process. Sure, I think. Yeah. Um, I problem solve. I that line yeah. Of thinking, yeah. And uh, bikes got me through my divorce, and with friends. But bikes got me through my divorce. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. I mean, it is. Uh, I think. I think just the last episode uh, recorded, we were talking about. Um, actually, yeah, Atira was saying how um, bikes are like less expensive than therapy. Then we debated whether they actually are. Oh or no, not. no, no. Then well, we said I mean, if you break it down per <laughs> ride, then over the long haul, maybe, maybe it would work out that way. Right. But either way, I'm I'm a full supporter of. Biking therapy. Oh, so. it's, <laughs> and I think anybody who rides, they, it is their therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. thank God during COVID. Yeah, right. 
yeah. was the first, the early days though. It was uh, how far apart are we? Do we wear masks when we're riding bikes? There's so many little unknown. Uh, yeah, the unknown piece, but, but yeah, yeah. But and it's still. Yeah, and I remember like when like I was traveling on the road. I was in Colorado when the whole world shut down, and finally was able to get back here. And uh, I had a new gravel bike. I had a new mountain bike. A lot of parts because you know parts were hard. I just started hoarding parts even way before like it's like buying chains and cassettes and sealant and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a whole good. different kind of prepper. I'm right? good. <laughs> I'm I'm a hoarder. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So everyone's like, I can't get a bike. I want to buy a bike. I'm like, people are out there uh, hoarding toilet paper and right. uh, other essentials, and you're hoarding uh, bike parts bike, just bike, to make sure you can ride. Right. Exactly. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's uh, rewind the clock a little yeah. bit and go uh, back to the uh, early, early years of uh, Tim Bruce. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, uh, it was like, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> what were uh, some of your earliest memories, first bikes, things like that? Well, yeah. I had a hand-me-downs as bikes. So mm-hmm. I was the youngest of three. Okay, um, sure. But one that – and I was thinking, you know, um, the other day driving, I was thinking the first time I got in trouble on a bike – I was about four and I had, my bike was on training wheels and I completely left the neighborhood and I was up in the super, like the supermarket shopping center where we lived as a kid. It was like three miles away. <clears throat> four year old on a training wheels. Yeah. Or something like whatever it was, I was on training wheels. And I remember going into the store, this like local pharmacy and my, and the pharmacist called my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, before we, where did, where did you grow up? Um, oh, that's I a was like question. sort of set the setting. Of like- yeah. Yeah. So my father worked for General Electric okay. in the heyday of GE. So I was actually born in West Germany Oh, okay. Yeah. and he was doing work for uh, General Electric in West Germany. And then we moved to Syracuse, New York, a little town outside of Indiana or Indianapolis, Shelbyville, Indiana, mm-hmm. and then back to New York and Schenectady. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I was a General Electric brat. We right moved on. around quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. So, so back to the thing. So you're, you're at the pharmacy. You're, yeah. Just like wheeling around and they recognized you. <laughs> oh and yeah. Called your mom up. Called my mom yeah. up and I got <laughs> a little bit of trouble. Do, do they? Do you remember like trying wanting to like escape out of the pharmacy? Be like, well, before she gets her, I got to no, get I just here. Was like, just like whatever. I was just like riding through the, the aisles. Oh, in the pharmacy <laughs> on your bike? See, that's always kind of been a dream I, since I was a kid. I always wanted to go to like a shut down mall with a bike and just tool around in a mall. I don't right. know what, I mean, yeah. since I was a kid, I'm sure it won't hold up to my, you know, expectations nowadays, you know, as a grown ass man, but you know, it's a, It'd still be fun. And then I just remember, like, you know, riding to baseball practice, like all the kids, you know, kids our age. I mean, that's what you did. Like, you didn't get driven to baseball practice. You drove. Mm-hmm. And then yep. you drove, you, ro- you rode your bike back. And um, the other thing I remember, I was like probably eight or nine. We had a neighborhood, so it was a big, like, circle. I don't even know how big it was. To me, it was like, you know, eight miles loop or something. I was super small. And we just started riding bikes all day. We started counting laps oh. <laughs> to see how many laps we could get in a day. And it was hundreds of laps. And I remember people started, like, started watching us from their porch, you know, and it was like, and that's kind of like, the, so you think about the intro to your, I guess, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> to the insanity that I do now. Right. I, well, I don't know. I don't think it's insane, but a lot of people think it's stupid. Did you do, do, did you actually, uh, I mean, you counted the laps, but did you race it all too? Like how, how many? No, we were just like riding. Yeah. And then they, each of my friends would like kind of drop off and I would just keep going. So funny, right? <laughs> and this was back, uh, I mean, you assume you'd kick the training wheels to the oh, yeah. by then. But... Yeah, I was on a, I was in a different hand-me-down. Yeah. Right. Do you have a favorite bike uh, that you rode as a kid? I mean, did you get something that was like my first, my first like bought bike was this Fuji Royale black, huge like you know huge geometry. Um, That thing was awesome. About Um, how old were you then? I was like 
14 or something okay, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that the first bike with gears that you got? Uh, I had another that like, came me down, a, a Schwinn Varsity. I'm going okay. old school, there we go, blue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was like my brother's or something like that. And then that was the first one, yeah. Two by whatever at the time, yeah. Yeah, right on, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, before that, like, I'm trying to, like, what, what your style of riding sounded like you were into endurance. So, I guess like, so. you got gears, you kind of just, yeah. like, now I can go farther faster. Right, right. right. Did you sort of... Uh, Anything to do with like the dirt jumping, BMX stuff earlier in the... In not the- so much that. Yeah, I had some friends that had like dirt bikes. I was on a dirt bike a little bit. But yeah. now I wish I did because those guys are all... All the people who are really good mountain bike handlers and descenders all had a, have a dirt bike background. Right. Yeah, yeah sure. I never I never had that. Um, I ski raced in the winter but um, as a kid. But yeah, I never got into that whole... That dirt bike piece. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, obviously, so you said you're a General Electric brat, so you traveled yep. around a bunch. Yep. Um, did you also go on, like, family vacations? Was it, like, a, were you a biking family at all? Not, or was it... I mean, we biked, but not, like, biking trips. We did a lot of backpacking as a kid. Okay. Yeah, I remember driving from, like, New York to Colorado. That was brutal. And it's K5 Blazer, no air conditioning, driving through, <laughs> like, Kansas and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, we always were doing, like, backpacking and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, ski trips. Yeah. Yeah, my father loved to ski. Yeah, yeah. and the uh, being the you were the youngest of three. You said, yeah, three, yep. So did you your older siblings? Did you guys ride it all together, or was it age difference? Was yeah, age difference. Yeah, yeah. my brother's like nine years older than okay, I am. So, so, yeah, so like when right. you know when you're five, he's like I see you he's later. gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah later. Yeah, yeah, beat a kid. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, there's a I'm the oldest of four, and there's a nine age nine year difference between me and my yeah. youngest sister. But uh, so we don't have a lot of memories. We've talked about it. Like I talk about these stories with my family and you know my brother and I all the time together were three years then my right. next sister was six years and then nine for Lila and it was just never yeah. never happened so we we have a photo of us all on bikes together but it wasn't you know right I was, I was 15 yeah and, we never did you like know. you know bike touring or anything like that my brother rides um quite a bit mm-hmm. um but who really got me into the whole endurance thing was my father okay yeah yeah, yeah. That how was, did how did that come about? Then? So he um, he retired in Colorado, and um, Leadville was kind of in its infancy, and he signed up for it. And he had never he'd done some like bike tours, and he rode a lot, um, but he um, signed up for Leadville, and at the time it was like you just entered and you got in. Yeah. And so my sister and I flew out. If you're crazy enough to do it. You can right. Exactly. It. <laughs> and it was like you know it wasn't even like maybe V breaks at that point. And so I think that was two. 99 or 2000 I can't remember and um so my sister and I flew out to kind of support my mom and to surprise my dad and I remember getting into Leadville for the first time and going this is the shit I'm I I remember race morning I'm like I'm so here next year I'm so here was that your was that your first wait were you you raced in that one as well no I didn't no 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 to support the the crew for my dad my mom and I was like I'm I I I've got to be here. Right. And up I, until then, had you done any bike races? Well, so I was actually, so the year that I went to Colorado to support my dad doing Leadville, um, I had signed up. The Vermont 50 was just starting really much in that. And I was already signed up for that in the fall. And so I had, you know, mountain bikes and stuff like that. And I had done some road, I had done some like road racing, hated it. I yeah. just didn't like the crowd. Yeah. Thank God for gravel. <laughs> um, 
and done some you know shorter Norba Norba when Norba was in the in vogue and everything like that, but nothing nothing of fifty miles, and mm-hmm. then got like nothing like hundred at okay. altitude, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just like I swallowed the hook. I w- I was like I've got to be. Here. What was it about uh, showing up on the scene? Was it the I mean it was just big. Yeah, it's just big, and like you leave when you leave Six and Harrison at Leadville, and you're just looking out at all these fourteen fourteen foot uh, fourteen thousand foot peaks. You're like I'm riding there. It's right. Just, it's I was just like, I, this is hard. Yeah. I want to challenge. And that's the thing is like, I just like the challenge. Like, you know, I just, it's almost like you didn't have a choice once you had, had felt that energy. Oh my, it was like, it was it, non-negotiable, right? completely <laughs> yeah. non-negotiable. Yeah. So I got in and the next year and I think about this often, like what I didn't know then versus what I know now. Right. Surprise. Sure. I'm not dead. I mean, like, <laughs> we, you know, we didn't know about nutrition or training or none of us had power meters. Like nobody had power meters. Sure. And now it's like, getting a new bike gonna get a power meter it's just it's just like yeah. it's just but it was uh so fun and so hard and just such so out of my um realm of 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 other experiences yep. yeah i loved it now how does your uh, dad do in that race do you remember he so the first year so the cutoff at leadville so there's two times you have sub nine and they get you get a bigger buckle mm-hmm. and then you get sub 12 you get a smaller buckle he was 12 17 oh and my father was a really strong rider, but he had really bad eyesight. Oh, and man. so he had wear glasses and yeah. bouncing around all over yeah. the place. And he was not a very good descender because of the, because of the vision piece. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, he would crush the flats, he'd crush the climbs, but the, the ascensions are long there. I mean, there's one of them on the turnaround at, um, at Columbine mine. So you have a 3000 foot climb over 10 miles and wow. you turn around yeah, yeah. at 12, six. Yeah do the math you know yeah, yeah. so but coming down was really really hard for him so um that that was not a good night so he missed his buckle he missed i called the fuckle oh man <laughs> it is so true it's like you just get caught up in that whole thing but you know these days like if it's leadville or other of these long events it's like everyone has these ideas and but they've never been there before and it's such a long day and there's so many people and there's so many things that can happen um, sure that yeah, you yeah. Just, you know, you just have to be able to Only run. so much prep will get you. Here yeah, I mean, you got to be fit, but you got it like, you know, do you flat? Do you have mechanical? Like, how do you feel? Like, you know, I've had some days in Colorado and Leadville that are just awful. Yeah. Just like more terrible. Yeah. Just awful. What about the acclimation piece for it? I mean, so, I mean, I guess before we, you haven't done your race yet. So, like, no, I, I it's coming up. Okay, yeah, yeah. My last, this is my last year doing it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Last year. And, you, but you've done it before. 13 times. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, so it's a hundred mile yeah. race. Okay. 105. But it's hundred. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. hundred. Yeah. Yeah. It's a level when they say it's a hundred and then you're, you know, at mile 98 and you're like, Oh, I'm almost there. And then you got another seven to go instead of yeah. two. But yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It gets you, but right. you know it. So it's all I do right. Know right? It. Yeah. But, um, so you got the bug. Did you, so after, um, um, being out there, you know, sort of crewing for your dad or yeah. whatever and helping out, helping out, did you, you set your goal for the next year. Did you come back and then start training like with, with the idea that you're going to do this like big uh, mountain bike race? Yeah. So and- the lottery was, I think it was like in December, or January and I got in and, they, and at that point it was not nearly like what it is now and sophisticated with lifetime owning it. But, um, I was the first person for Maine to be dumb enough to go out there to go do it. Oh, no so I, yeah, ah. I was the first guy. And, um, right so I had that PR for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But I was fortunate because I did go out there for like a week or so, and I was a lot younger then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did. I've always I've always acclimated fairly well. Yeah. You know, I spent a lot of time out west, so I've acclimated pretty well. Um, it does take me a little bit longer at my age now than it did. But um, one of the greatest things is that we did. Um, so we would just drive over from where my parents' house it was like an hour and a half, go up and over Independence Pass, and we broke it up into a couple rides. And so I knew the course really well prior to race day, yep. and that made a huge difference. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and so many people go to Leadville and they don't pre-ride, and and they're just you know they don't know what to expect. Surprise around every corner. Yeah, and like the other thing too, like at Leadville, the starts usually like in the 30s, so because mm-hmm. you're at 10,000 feet, sure. and so everyone's got their jackets on, and you the gun goes off, the cannon goes off, shotgun start, and. Um, you you go downhill you you you're leaving you're losing uh you're going down into the valley so it gets colder 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 but then you break out into this cattle road and it gets sunny and then you have your first climb is a mile of uh just it's steep and gnarly and you and it's so it's like it's like so many people are getting crammed into uh this like offset jeep trail that um if you get off your bike you're walking until you can make a turn and get back on so you've got to you're burning matches. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're completely burning matches. Yeah, yeah. And then people are stopping because they're hot and their heart rate monitors are blowing through the <laughs> yeah, roof. And, totally. and I would like, hey guys, you might want to take the jacket off. And they look at me I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just an arm warmers in my kit. And because I, I know I'm free, yeah, we're freeze. Rather start cold. Yeah, yeah. Because I know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. just, I it's, generally run hot anyway. I so do too. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't take me long right. to get back to Yeah. Fear keeps you really warm and motivated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you got some stories all on that line. I we'll do. Touch on yeah. Some of recent, yeah. recent Leadville's very sacred to me. It's a, it's a special place. Yeah. 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 Without a doubt. So when you were uh, sort of gearing up for the for your first Leadville race, I mean, it's a much bigger race than anything you'd done. Oh my gosh. At that yeah. Point, yeah. Biking and everything. Um, do you remember like you know figuring out your gear, what bikes you were gonna get? You know what was that whole scenario like? Yeah, I can't try. What was that first bike I had? I've ridden. I remember like I had. It wasn't a hard. I think I had a dual suspended. Um, whatever I was riding the year before, but I was just riding. Like I would just go on these like going long rides. And I had a couple of people. I was living up in Bethel, working at Sunday River, which I worked for a long time up there. So we just had some people who just like, you know, go do 80, 90, 100 miles. But um, nothing like the structure that I have now right. with tread. Um, but yeah, it's like we didn't. I didn't know. Let's go JRA. Go just ride along. Just yeah, go right. ride my bike. You know. And so um, wasn't you know a diet and things like that. And you know all the stuff that I'm worried about now. And and it's just you just ride your bike. Yeah. Right. Basically, to to get ready for a long ride, you just ride long rides. You just go ride long yeah. rides. And that was a little bit of the mentality I think back then yeah. versus you know intervals and you know. Stuff like I've that. I've certainly been learning a lot in the past six oh months. Oh my gosh! Just, I mean, yeah. if, if I take anything away from this this summer specifically, it's just that how the body works and how tool, the tools of fuel and everything and just exactly it just all works yeah. together. I mean, it's like I've always done sports my whole life, but this is a different type of sport. You know, you yeah. can't just run to the bench and grab some water. I know, and, and I think people always like how many days, how many miles a day do you ride? I'm like, it has nothing to do with miles. It's hours a week mm-hmm. and yeah. everything. And I, I'm actually yeah. I ride less now per hour than I did when I was working. Now that I'm working with tread, isn't that funny? Yeah. yeah. Which and is, I'm more tired. I'm like, I did a, I did, sorry, I did an interval yesterday. My legs are smoked. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got to go ride again later. He's good at getting to do that. Uh, yeah. 
Well, this is like, yeah, it's a heavy tempo week because of this race this weekend, but I don't care. It's just, this is not, this is like a fun race. This is tomorrow. Saturday's just a training, hard training. Right. Day. Yeah. And so this, it's the Rumford race you're doing this yeah. weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. How many, you're doing the 70? Yeah. I'm going 72. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's cool. I mean, after the, uh, the race you just did, which we'll, t- we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll about keep teasing that. at it, yeah. but we'll get, yeah. we'll get to it. But after that one, I mean, this is, but gonna... it's different though, because it's shorter, you know, this is shorter. So it's you know, just kind of a bit more full gas. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. the other one that I did a few weeks ago was, uh, long L I call LSD long, slow distance. <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Among some other things that happened during the day that day. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to, to hearing yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Let's go back. Let's go back to Leadville. Yeah. Um, so, when you went back out, so your first Leadville race, though, um, did your dad ride with you yeah. after that one? Oh, yeah, so, you so rode we were in the start line. Yeah, so we rode five. We rode five years together. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Tell yeah. me a little bit more about that then. Like, what was the experience? And um, did you keep the same pace? Did you? We rode for a little bit, yeah. but yeah, we didn't keep the same pace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was always worried about him because I know he wasn't a great descender, and just you know, he's my dad. So you sure? Yeah. So it's an out and back. So I would see him when we would turn around. Yep. So that was that was kind of comforting, right? Um, to kind of see him, but just that I would never ever take that away. That was, yeah, that's pretty special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the um, when you decided to go out for that, I mean, to go head out to do the first lead bill with him, though, was it uh, mutual excitement on both sides? Oh my like, gosh, yeah, yeah it was like, great, yeah. yeah. And then, so who crewed for you guys? Um, <laughs> my mom would crew yeah. because it's the way it's positioned. You can because it's an out and back. You can um, they have there's like well there's it's an out and back. So the first one's like at 26 miles, and then 40. And then the um, the turnaround is crude. For, you can that's self supported up, or there's there's stuff up there for for folks because yeah. you're at you're way above tree line and just one way up, way and way down. And then you basically you 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 uh, come back and come back into town. Yeah. Um, so my mom did it. I think my my sisters come out and crewed yeah. um, when I was married. Um, uh, my wife would she came out a couple times yeah that was good i think when my wife at the time danielle came out my father was not racing i remember that vividly yeah. my brother's been out my brother's raced it oh yeah, yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. was over time the three of you rode together uh no yeah. i think when my brother came out my father was not he'd kind of he was yeah. kind of done yeah so yeah. okay um, all right yeah well he hung him up after the well we'll, talk, we'll get into that but it, that was a phenomenal moment yeah yeah, yeah. But do, you, do you want to head into that story i know this is one of the ones you're sort of touching on yeah. where uh, <laughs> i mean i know it's a tough one for you it's to a, talk about uh, <laughs> so we can get through it and we can take some breaks as needed or whatever but um no so it was the last year he was gonna go i think it was like 2004 2005 something like that um i think it was four um because i remember my race at, in, in 2005 pretty vividly um out and back, you know, and I got to the, basically I got to the turnaround. I got to 50 mile mark and I felt awful. I just felt terrible. My legs were junk. Bad plan. Just a bad, bad just a bad day. Yeah. I was just yeah. having a bad day. Yeah. So I got up to the top of Columbine Mine and I knew a bunch of people just from being there for years before and through my father and just like, what are you doing? Like, oh, and I'm like, nope, I'm waiting for my dad. Okay. Yeah. So, um, like, all right. And so I'm so up just there. chilled out or you just yeah, slow, I'm, I'm slow up in the, roll it? Yeah, no, no, I, I waited Literally for him. Stopped, yeah, yeah, I totally waited for Because at that point, they've changed the turnaround now, but you had to go down this hill, and it was a little, and the hill climbing back up out of there was awful. It's just brutal. Um, 
so I waited and I ate and I ate and I ate and then um, everything was all race ready to go. And he he came in and I can't remember, it was probably like an hour or something like that. And he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, <laughs> eat some food, we're gonna fill up and we're going, we're getting your buckle. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so I had been not, I've, I've been there for like an hour. So my legs are just, they were bad before, they were really bad. Yeah, right, <laughs> full on cement. Yeah, yeah, I'm up yeah. in the death zone. Yeah. And um, so we loaded him up and I took his bottles and I put them in my jersey. I took his, I didn't ride, I never, I, I raced one year with a camel or a hydration pack. I didn't do it after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I took his hydration pack and all of his food. So I made his bike as light as I possibly yep. could. And I said, so eat, you're good? Okay. And I just would pass him bottles. Um, I think he had one bottle or something like that. So we climbed, 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 climbed out, went down. I said, you're just going to stay on my wheel the whole time. You're staying on my wheel the whole time. And and I look at my watch. I'm like, we're, we're, we're close. We're really close. But I think, well, you know, it's just working together. I'm going to shield the wind in the afternoon because it always gets windy coming back into town. And... I said, just follow my wheel. Because he could see me. He just couldn't pick up the, you know, the, the minutiae. The minutiae, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Riding fast. Because some of the descents are like, you're going like 40. Like, you can be ripping. Sketchy, yeah. Like, you see yeah. the pros coming down. these. It's like, these guys are freaks. It's so, yeah. it's pretty impressive. That's not my style. But, no, yeah. those guys let it rip. So, we're going down. And we're making a really good time. And I was just like, follow my line. We're going to go apex to apex. And we rode really in. So, I get to... Twin Lakes, so outbound, um, outbound is forty, inbound is sixty, mm-hmm. and my mom is like, "Where have you been?" Like, because I didn't, you know, there's no way to communicate. She, she started to worry about. She like, was worrying about me. Why were you? So we finally get mark, there, yeah. and I told him, "I said, eat this, eat this, drink this, drink this." I had it all kind of head in right. my head, and we take off. And I said, "Mom, meet us at the bottom of Powerline." She knew where that was. That's, re- that's that climb. It's awful. Yeah. It's like another twenty eight hundred foot climb. It's hot, and you're just at that point. You're at mile seventy six. Like right. that's where the race starts. That's <laughs> yeah. That separates the real mental. It separates. Yeah, yeah it's, sure. it's not fun. So we, I blocked the wind. I blocked, you know, blocked the wind. We we ride, we ride. It's a little hike. It's some parts of hike a bike. Right. I mean, and, at this point, your your legs were like you said, you were toast already, like miles and miles ago. Yeah, I just didn't feel. I just didn't, was not having a good day. But were yeah. you? Were you was it still ever present, or were you still, like focused on your? Dad I was being so real, focused. So I was like so waiting. Like bit. we got to get him this buckle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we get there. I'm trying to speed this up. So we get there, and we're just like, time. yeah, we're just like eat, drink, because he, he was not like you know, he was like the age of like you know, you don't drink water, mm-hmm. like you know, it's just like you rub some dirt on. It. That was his mentality. <laughs> he right. was. We had a lot of conversations about nutrition. So I'm like, you got to drink. You got to drink. You got to drink. So I, he was drinking. He was like, I was, it was interesting because he was listening. He was definitely listening. And so he was feeling good. I was feeling good enough. And so we, we made this big climb. And then the descent off of that is called Sugarloaf. And that, and you go up in the morning, and that is an underrated descent because it's really kind of rocky. It's offset. You're, you're just, your arms are jello. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're at that point, we're riding all of like 80. 80 millimeters of front suspension, hardtail, right 26 inch, 26 yeah, yeah. inch V brakes, yeah. you know, the whole, you know, thank God those days are over yeah. and just getting rocked. So we get off of that. We get on this, this pass called Hagerman's pass road, which is a dirt road. And so you're, you're flying and you're going downhill. It's like a three degree uh, pitch. So it's like, you're going pretty fast. We get on hardtop and we climb up to uh hardtop. It's like a three mile hardtop climb, but it's just, it's steep. Mm-hmm. 
and you get to uh, what they call Carter Notch. When you're nine, no, you're you're literally ten miles to the finish. And I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, dude, we gotta we gotta go. We got we are like we're minutes. So we make we get up that we kind of climb. You know, we go through that. It's kind of some single track, double track, offsetty stuff. He's doing like he's being a rock star. He's like right on my wheel, and I'm I'm pushing the pace, but not. I'm not trying to separate any. I'm just. Yeah. I just need to hear him. Right. I need to look back and see him. <clears throat> so we get out of there. We go down. What we've all done in the morning. Um, this that St. St. Kevin's climb, which is brutal, is offset. But you got to be really careful. Big water bars. We get through that. Navigate that really, really well. I'm just like, stay on me, stay on me, stay on me. And we ride. You ride flat, and then you have this boulevard and. You know, we were talking about earlier, like descent, like there's these big, you know, um, big rocks, so it's kind of hard to climb. I think we had to hike a bike a little bit on that, and then it's just a dirt road, and you, like, it's the cow getting to the barn. I mean, you at this point, and I'm looking at my watch. We are so close to sub twelve. Like it's like Ugh. we gotta go, we gotta go. I'm like, I'm yelling at my father, like right. one eye <laughs> adult one child, eye adult yeah. child going on right now. Yeah, yeah. So you come up by the, you come up into town, and you you make a left, you make a right. And I call it Hospital Hill because that's where the hospital is. And then you can crest and you can see the finish. It goes down and you can see the finish. And it's the big banner, the red carpet. And I'm like, come on, we got to go. We're, we're like we're like at 11.52. So I know we're going to make it. Right. Like if you don't flatter or anything like right. that. Right, yeah, right. So we literally come in and I think they that might have been chip timing because they knew his name. And he... I just pulled off to the side, and he just, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there Handed you go, it. there yeah, you go, yeah. big guy. Yeah, and uh, oh man, <laughs> place goes nuts. He was the first person over the age of seventy to do it, to finish. Really? Yeah. Oh man, it's like boom, just explodes, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Right. And I was just, it was the best finish of any race I've ever done. Yeah. Of any any race I've ever done in all the years I've been doing it, by far is the most memorable. Yeah. And I, I'm not giving it justice, but goosebumps. Yeah. Just, I was so happy for him. And especially being the last one. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's such a, I mean, wow. I, I, all right. Yeah, I gotta take a breath. <laughs> I mean, that's, Sorry, I know that's it's. Um, uh, I mean, I, I just I, I, I associate stories to things that I remember from being a kid. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's just bringing up a lot of stuff for me. Yeah, so, so Leadville's um, sacred. Yeah, sacred yeah, for me. It's yeah. uh, the town, the race. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he got his buckle. He got the buckle. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, and. and uh, had your legs, I mean, not to, you know, the universe saying your legs are kind of screwed today, so you should just wait for your pops to catch yeah, up. Yeah, it's like, you know, my goal was to try to go to have a, you know, sub nine year. Um, I've done it a couple times. Um, but the way it worked out that year. It, it was it, it was better than any, it's, yeah. it was better than my sub nine years. It was better than my, getting my thousand mile buckle yeah. there, which is a big deal. That was great, but that hands down yeah it's the best yeah yeah, yeah. what was the uh, celebration like after crossing the line uh, <laughs> i mean was it just like oh uh, the place was waterworks going, it was yeah, yeah the place was going crazy yeah. and so um Marilee and ken who started the event years ago um so one of the other things that my father did that i've kind of carried on this tradition after his after his passing is um they have the Leadville Foundation, and so what they do is, um, my father was very he was he he uh, valued education very highly, mm -hmm. um, and so they kind of started this like 
fun. But what they do now is basically, and it's been going on for like 15 years, every high school senior gets $2,000 towards anything academically post high school in Lake County High School. Oh. And so after his passing, I donate to that because I believe yeah, from yeah. it. So she, he got to be very good friends with Ken and Mary Lee, the race directors. And it's just like, it's a bear hug. I mean, it was... It was like when Ortiz hit the home run in 04. I mean, it was, or whenever, like, it was, place was just, and he was just so happy and just grateful. And he, we just, yeah, it was the best. Yeah, yeah. My mom was ball. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I can just imagine. I mean, oh, it was just, and especially, I mean, I imagine for you too. I mean, it's probably uh, pretty deep seated. Just anything that's associated with so much emotion like physical like you bro- i mean you're you were broken down by that point i mean like your body no, like, i felt great like, oh, I, felt, I felt phenomenal <laughs> i i just i don't know there was just something that says like why just just wait for your dad just yeah. gonna wait for dad yeah. just gonna wait for dad today we're gonna because i knew he was done i knew he was done he'd kind of like oh, i think this is gonna be the last one and right so it's like I've got buckles. I've got rib. I, you know, it's yeah. just like yeah. But I, it's it was probably the best decision I've ever made in yeah. my race. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So this is an actual. I mean, I've seen the buckle pictures of it before. But is this something people actually would would wear on a on a? On a I wear mine. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have two. So I the one I have I have one that I wear. And I'm just then, picturing the family photo with you guys wearing buckles. Right. Okay. Well, the the thousand mile buckle is huge. It's. Uh, I'll send you a picture. I'll send it's you like a picture. WWE kind it of. Kinda, it's like a turkey platter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a turkey platter. I would never ever wear, ever wear that. It's in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. 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 But the the year that he got that buckle, I have. I have that buckle. Yeah. I have an auto belt. I wear it all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. really special. When I need a little Leadville that day. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well. All right, thanks, thanks for, I mean, that's obviously no. a, a very touching story and, and tough it. to bring it's, up, you know. So I, It's all good. I mean, it's just it's those kind of things. Uh, so I blame him just, yeah. for I blame him for all the other shit I've been doing, sorry, <laughs> all the stuff I've been doing recently. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, but, but you know, blaming him in the uh, most in a very good sincere, way. like, one, yeah. you know, Like his initials way. are on all my bikes. Oh, yeah. On the bars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... it's, it's it's such a special uh, place to, to have your mind when on those days oh. that might be a little bit tougher to know that uh, he's there with you, kind of, you know, so in whatever way that is. But, <laughs> but. all right, well, let's take a quick uh, breather, <laughs> maybe take some fresh air break, and, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll come back and we'll talk more about some more recent stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. Love it. All right. We'll all be right. right back after these messages. There's a legend about the race between Medicine Mike and the guy who rode the Baja Bike. That's Baja by Murray. That thumb shift in 10 speed with pro style cantilever brakes, all terrain tires, and the grit to get you from timber to town. They raced from the hills to the center of town, and when Medicine Mike finally settled down, he said, Don't think I was racing, son. I just wanted to see that Baja run. If a legend's what you're looking for, Murray gives you more, more, more. Finally, the days of having dirt back under the tires is upon us. Well, maybe some mud and a few sketchy potholes, but it's spring, and I for one am stoked. And to get you ready for another great season, all you have to do is stop by Allspeed's amazing new flagship store, conveniently located right off the Portland Trail system at 936 Brighton Avenue. In addition to a full range of bikes and accessories for riders of all levels, the super friendly staff at Allspeed is ready to help with everything from your basic spring tune-up to a full custom build. 
and be sure to keep an eye out for a season of fun events, parties, and shenanigans. With convenient locations in Portland, Carabasset Valley, and Bethel, Maine, All Speed is the local shop for everything bike. For more information and to check out their latest hot deals, please visit allspeed.com. All Speed, the official bike shop of the podcast. And welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here with Tim Bruce. Took a little uh, fresh air breather break there. It was a really wonderful story, though. I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, sure. Um, but one uh, of my favorites. Yeah, but it's it's tough. Yeah, but it's it's. I'm sure favorite in, in a lot of ways yeah. too. So you know, but uh, thanks for sharing that. Sure, with Mike, absolutely. You know, yeah. um, I'm sure people uh, out there maybe had to take a little breather too. <laughs> have similar things, but anyway. So that was you know that was uh, what. Eight, 19 years ago, something, something like, like that. Yeah, that. A long time ago, and, yeah. And at that point, now you you're full on in. You have the racing bug, the travel around. Oh my gosh, bug. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, o- over the next years, your gears advancing. You know, you started getting the power meters. You started to get the all yeah. those things. Yep. Um, what was the fir- what was the um, first time you remember really being like, wow, this I, I've upgraded significantly. Like, like for me, like. I guess it's kind of a weird question, but like the dropper post, the first time I ever got a dropper post. Game changer. That for me, that it was amazing. It, yeah. If, if I had one, have one thing, it would probably be that. I would agree. But, um, you know, was there any light bulb moments like this is going to significantly help me out type of thing? Um, I remember on mountain bike, um, I, I got a S works, Shima, uh, specialized S works with brain. That's when the brain had come out. And I don't think I didn't get the first year. I think I got the second year. I don't even know what that means. So basically <laughs> it, 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 um, it's a dual suspended bike that it, when it takes, when it re, it can recognize when you're on a stable platform. So it, it becomes oh. a hardtail. Um, and you know, specialized kind of with, I think it was, I think it was Fox kind of developed that between those two, they kind of developed that, um, it was great. So it climbed like a hardtail, but would descend like a dual suspended bike. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of a game. That was like an aha moment. Like that was, um, was pretty neat, but there was some definitely some deficiencies with it. Like I, and I said this, the tread like that was good, but you always had to take a big hit as a hardtail before it would kind of like, Oh, I need to be a dual suspended. So like, <laughs> yeah, right, you like, get your, you just get rocked sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. you, you didn't know if it was coming or not. Right. right? And yeah. so now they're a lot better, but that was, that was a game changing bike for me. I think. Yeah. I've never actually even heard of that. So, yeah. but that's not surprising for me. So, yeah. so, um, but really I think piece of, was, is when I went to power, when mm-hmm. I went to a power meter, that is, I mean, I, all I look at is, um, power and cadence. Mm-hmm. I don't look at really anything. I don't look at my heart rate. I know what my heart rate is for the most part. But when um, when I started working with Tread a number of years ago, he's like, you really, you know, we really got to get you on power. I'm like, I know. I It's kind of expensive. And like, now I don't even think about it. But um, <laughs> complete game changer. Yeah. yeah complete, yeah. complete yeah. game changer. Just to yeah. keep track. I mean, just to understand where, where you're how much energy you're outputting. So yeah, you, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, you know, years ago it was like, oh, you had a heart rate monitor. Like you were the t- cool kid. And now, I mean, it's, that's not a true measure of, of effort, but a watt is a watt. And you feel like that has that helped you? I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I somewhat understand it, but for the people out there who might under, yeah. completely understand the power meter stuff, but it helps you like more on endurance or longer race stuff, right? To, to maintain. Yeah. So like, you know, uh, like a race like Leadville, I know, 
I know there's going to be times where I'm going to go over what I want, but like you generally, like I'm not trying to like really get over 350, mm-hmm. 350 watts. Um, just because it's such a long day at altitude, so much exposure, there's very little cover, you know, and just, you're just baking right. out there. So, you know, like, you know, this early morning climb, I know I'm looking down and I'm like at, you know, 400 and I'm like, but I know it's, it's measured. Like once I get, make a turn, I can kind of like dial that back. And, yeah. Right. But it's a true measure of, of how much energy you're putting out. Um, and just, it's it makes you, you make, makes me smarter, makes me race better, make, be more conservative. Yeah. And it's so easy because, you know, a big race like, like Leadville or, or other events that you taper. So you're not riding that much. You're eating well. It's the early morning. You're hydrated. You're the most hydrated yeah. fueled in the day. And then it all drops off like a, off a cliff. So you feel great and you're just stoked about, you know, riding and you're racing and all that, all that stuff is running through your body and you feel like you're like 18 years old and I'm not 18 years old. <laughs> Get a couple it, more years. Yeah. Wait, what did you just say? What was the term you just used? We're physically... We're not old. We're physically mature. We're yeah. not old. <laughs> physically um, mature. Perfect. Like that's that. what I'm, yeah. I'm going down swinging. Yeah. But um, it, it's just a true measure. Like, I can look at that. That's like my my speedometer. Like, I know how much, like, yeah. like how much, you know, miles per gallon I'm getting or however to kind of equate it. It's... Yeah. it's, it's, it's Would you ever uh, consider, like, doing, like... So on the other front is, like, the nutrition side. And we talked about, like, back, you know, 20 years ago, nutrition was, like... I'm just gonna eat like a banana and like a and peanut a butter power bar or something or whatever. Like, yeah, and, yeah. You know, just drink water, but now it's like you're measuring exactly carbohydrates, the, yeah, everything. Yeah, um, it advances in like you know actual biometric devices that tell you what your current you know levels of you know glucose or whatever yeah. are. Would you ever start wearing those things like no, that? No, I won't do no, that. That's like yeah. going too far. With it is, it. For me, it is. It's yeah. like I'm not that detail oriented. Like I know like. Um, I know what I'm carrying and I know that I want to be 300 calories an hour, mm-hmm. which is a lot, but, um, you know, like this last event I did was, uh, it was almost 10,000 calorie effort. Wow. Yeah. That's some I was hungry until like Wednesday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Yeah. Um, Leadville's about, Leadville's about 8,000 calorie effort. Yeah. Yeah. Your kilojoules. Your kilojoules is like, which is a true measure of your output, which is your effort and your caloric burn. Right. I'm starting to slowly understand the science behind it. I should dig in a little bit deeper if I want to actually do this stuff. It's a bad rabbit hole. It's a really, really, but it's just like, it's like, you know, eat, you know, carbohydrates, um, a little bit. I'm a fan of a little bit of, a little bit of fat, especially Mm -hmm. on longer stuff. Like I put MCT oil in Mm my, uh, fuel bottles. Yep. So I carry uh, flow nutrition in my bottles, and then water's on my back. Yep. Yep. Um, and so, MCT oil is, uh, is and every person's a little bit different what yeah, they like and what works right, for their body. Right, and exactly. Like that. Right. But, right. Uh, oh, I've seen some. I've seen some weird things. I've seen people eat deviled eggs and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Frappuccinos. Yeah. I've seen. But to me, there's nothing better late in the day after like what I, the, the race I did in the Midwest, pizza and coke. Yeah, right. While ra- while ra- like at the, at the checkpoint. Yeah, yeah. That stuff is like jet fuel. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's right. the best. Yeah. It is funny. It's like, we, it's like I started mentioning that Katie and I just did that uh, Cuca race. It's the yeah. longest one we'd done up, you know, so far or whatever. And I had no idea. I mean, I'm literally just like reading everything. I've got all my calories and figure, stuff figured out. And and then I'm like riding. I'm just like, I hate all this super sweet stuff. I yeah. wish I had something different or whatever. So it's like I'll be learning over time. You but, really you know. do. And I think like one of the one of the great things about when COVID happened and all the races, all my races got like everybody's races got shut down. I had a conversation with Tread, 
and um, it it was we basically I just said okay we're not none of us are racing we're gonna we're riding we're gonna still train like we're gonna race we changed it up but it was a great summer to experiment with food right right oh my gosh I experimented with everything and what I like and I've kind of come up with some great uh, depends on the race that I'm gonna go do. Um, but you do need real food. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I, I called him one time, he's like, I go, what about burritos? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, like in the morning. So like, and I did this in, I did this in Kansas. I've done this in Colorado. I've done this for a lot, all my long distance stuff. And I don't, I do other shorter stuff too. Like Rapatissas. Yeah. Love that event. Like, yeah. As long as it's not snowing, <laughs> which it snowed on us like six inches in 19, but I'll take a uh, frozen burrito and I'll thaw it out. And I'll make that as my first hour of food. Oh, really? Like it's Amy's burritos. It just you just chomp on it. It it goes down really easy, and it's real food. So you're you're not getting into the to the uh, snack drawer, what I call it. Um, You know, the cookies and the brownies and all the sweet stuff. You're you're kicking that down the road an hour. Right, right. That makes sense. And then any type of the rest stops, you want you want food. You want real food. Yeah, it's like um, sandwiches and things like that. Yeah, I can't remember who. uh, our uh, mutual friend Chris Carlton was talking about, but he said that he, I think he saw somebody on like one of these long, long races and they literally dumped a whole thing of McDonald's fries in their little uh, gas tank bag. Yeah. And we're just eating fries yeah. as they were riding. And I was like, that sounds pretty amazing. Like yeah. just a, a bunch of, it's like, you know, the tater tots in the Pauline Dynamite. I've never been a fry didn't like either. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's all what, what works right. and, and, um, in the event that you're doing and sure. things like that. Yeah. But yeah, eating sugar all day, just, it can, it can really wreak havoc on your gut. Yeah. It can be, you need to kind of like, it's, it's called appetite fatigue. So, um, yeah. you have to have a lot of variety of, of options. So I'll dive, we'll, I'll dive into that, uh, some more late night yeah. reading and maybe yeah. test it out a little bit, but it's, French fries. That sounds good. Pizza and Coke. Yeah, that sounds. That's right that's up my alley. That's the best. Sure. Yeah. And in the Midwest, there's a there's a, a general store, convenience store. It's called Casey's. It's the best pizza in the world. It's so good. <laughs> is it because you're you've you've ridden 100 miles already? Or no, I, like every time I'm in the Midwest, I always it's stop that good. I, I, when I left when I left Kansas to drive back, I had like four pieces and. There's a, these pretzels that I love. Pretzels are called Dots pretzels. They're so good. <laughs> well, see, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll start a uh, some sort of a website that literally just like, ships all these random things people enjoy while at these races. You yeah, know, so right. if you're in Maine, you can just like order up these Dots pretzels or something like that. You can buy Dots pretzels in New England. Okay, yeah, well, yeah they're north. They're like I think it's North or South Dakota, but yeah, they're so they're the best. Uh, add them to the list. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So enough on nutrition. All right. I think people have been maybe falling asleep who don't really care about nutrition so much. They're the you know anyway but uh sorry for that people out there so back to the racing aspect of things like that so i wanted to kind of touch as we have about 15 20 minutes yeah. left here i want to hear about this recent ride um the uh the unbound right so yeah. you've done it several years it's my before. third time doing it yeah it's your third time doing it yeah. and anybody who actually is in the know a little bit um it, this year was a very special year if you wow. like uh thick mud from for one but um yeah tell so, people, for people who aren't familiar just give a quick synopsis what is the so, unbound so unbound is in eastern kansas uh starts and finishes in this town emporia which is the most it's the such a great lovely town great people um i i lo- it's it's it, it's one of those towns that truly embraces this large race so there's um, there's a 50 miler, there's a 100 miler, there's 200, and then there's the XL, which is 350, and those guys leave on Friday afternoon, so they'll ride 350 miles, 
and they have from three o'clock on Friday to three in the morning on Sunday um, to finish. Wow. Okay. And people have asked me all the time, would you ever, I'm like, I can't say no fast enough. Yeah. Not a chance. It just sounds like but, pure hell to me. Uh, yeah. And this year was bad because when they left, um, at the start, you could hear thunderstorms and they got a I mean, lot of people bailed at like about a mile. I think it was like two oh two ten two oh five. Yep. They had probably hiked about 30 miles of mud and this mud is it's clay. It just sticks in everything. And so, um, we had mud at mile 11. Uh, the mud was definitely a piece. It wasn't the whole thing. And you did the 200? I did 205, yeah. 205, yep. okay. So yep. you, what time did you guys start? We started at 6 o'clock on Saturday. Saturday, yeah, 6, June 6 a.m. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and um, so we had mi- we had mud at mile 11, and it was four miles. Um, you To the point where you're like, you're, you can't walk on the road because it's so slippery. Your bike gets, you can't even roll your bike after a while because it gets caught in the bottom bracket. It gets caught in the in the fork. So you're kind of in this tall grass near the barbed wire fences because the thing about the Flint Hills, it's it's the last piece of, of tall grass open prairie in the world. So it's barbed wire, dirt roads, chunky, chunky gravel. So when they say the Flint Hills, it's Flint Rock. Right, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, I've been really fortunate. I've never had an incident mechanical yeah. um, there uh, tire-wise. Um, but there was people that were walking their bike or carrying their bike near the barbed wire fence, and they would they would hit the barb and they oh, would get a flat. Nuts. Yeah. So you're carrying your bike. You're you know um, that took two hours to get from from mile eleven to mile fifteen. And once you could get back on your bike, I looked down. It's like eight thirty seven in the morning. So it's, we've been in, on the on the road for, and I'm like, have you gone fifteen miles? I've gone fifteen right. miles. So I was like, you know, the goal. I was really trying to shoot for the day. You know, beat the sun, and I knew that that was probably not going to happen mm-hmm. at that point um was the rain just localized to that area or is it well everywhere? it was we had it was just it, it we had thunderstorms i got into town tuesday afternoon i got caught in a rainstorm and it rained a little bit wednesday thursday it rained rain, thursday it rained rained mm-hmm. and friday it rained um and so yeah you just get these like little pitches so the first area was called d hill d hill road uh, been on it before and it just you know, and you got so it happened so early that our event was there was like eighteen hundred riders in it. So the whole thing, all the distance is forty five hundred people. Or oh so. wow! So it's significant. Oh, it's the largest largest gravel race in the world. Oh wow, that's huge. People, yeah, right? With right. all the people. Yeah. So everyone's like you know leaving out, and there was some rumor that they may divert mile eleven and get you back on, and you, but it wasn't so much. So we got into that. We were able to get by your bike, and it was funny because they give you paint sticks at registration. Well, half the people didn't know what the paint stick was for. They thought it was a sponsorship. But the paint stick is to carry with you, so when you get mud on your bike or your tires, you can clean off your your bike. So you oh, can, so oh you paint can ride like your bike. actual wood and paint like stick. Like Like you're mixing paint. Okay, yeah. gotcha, yeah. So I had – I always carry one – when I go to this race – I always carry one. They gave me another one. So I was carrying two in case I broke one or I lost one or something like that. Well, it's open prairie. There's no trees. There's yeah. no – so people would find a stick, and it's too thick to get into yeah. the bottom bracket shell of the rear triangle. So that was a mess. That was that was. Bad. Yeah, these are the things – I mean, these are the kind of things that get, you know give me, like, anxiety before I go out riding is that I, I wouldn't know that, you know, right. unless someone, like you, tells me. Right. So. And um, – 
So we got through that. I was able to get back on my bike. And, and the other issue that it happened was like it was pretty warm and muggy in the morning. So you're doing this for like two hours. I know I didn't eat or drink for two hours. So when I got my bike on 15, I was already in deficit, sweating, it's muggy. And then once I got on back on the bike at mile 15, the sun started kind of coming out. It got a little bit breezy. I'm like, oh, good. This feels this really, really good. Well, it went from like 75 to 95 oh. like that. We were heading south and the wind's coming south. And, um, so I'm like, I got to eat and drink. I got to, I got to play, I got to try to play catch up, which is hard to do, but I was, I was riding really well. I felt really good. Um, and it just got really, really hot. And so the first checkpoint was at mile 77. People were already starting to bail. Really? I I mean, night 21 was worse. 21 was in the high nineties when Kyle Mitchell and I did it. It was in the high nineties and blowing like 30. I mean, it was rough. Yeah. Sounds terrible. Awful. Yeah. Um, we had a couple other mud sections, um, but the worst was coming. Um, so I was riding with a bunch of guys. You try to ride with people. You can't ride solo in this. You try to like you try to get with some people and so you can chat with them. And right, the mental part. Keep oh mental, my gosh, keep it in check. that race is more mental than physical. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And and just go back up real quick because yeah. So the, you said like the mud sections. Was it just like the road surface was so one was like a lot of clay? It was a lot of clay. It was more flint. Yeah, you kind of get out. Gra- and it's just like it's gravelly, just the way yeah. it was. Just the way the, the dirt competition was. Yeah. Um, okay. Competition was. Um, so at mile seventy seven was the first checkpoint where you go over a mat. They had other mats, but it was the first checkpoint. Yes, where your crew was there, mm-hmm. um, and people were always like, "You got to come get me." This is hard. I'm like, whatever. Okay, you don't know what hard it is yet, but. <laughs> So I was riding with it. We left there. I'm feeling fairly good. Windy, windy, windy. It's Kansas. Yeah. <clears throat> it's always windy. Um, and riding with some people, super, just getting hot and just baking and no no shade. There's nothing there. Yeah. And how about how far behind your uh, time were you at that point? You know, I kind of lost track Goals, at that point. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're just like, I just got to finish as a win. Down, finish as yeah. a win at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but right, like, I felt good, strong. You know, my output was good. My stomach was getting a little, a little junky mm-hmm. um, due to the heat. Um, but about mile 99, we turned north. So we were kind of like basically halfway. And so that southerly headwind was going to be a tailwind. And then I knew at 103, there was a river crossing, which really saved me. So I'm riding with these guys. And I'm like, I'm going to, boys, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to clean my bike, relubed it. And I sat in the river, took my kit off. I really? took my top off, took yeah. my phone out. And I sat and I just, I just got cold water on me. And I <laughs> felt amazing. amazing. I felt amazing. Right. And there was these three local guys sitting in lawn chairs drinking beer. who were the smartest <laughs> guys in the world at that point. They were hilarious. Yeah, right, I'm sure. They rode their bikes. And How bad do you just want to just be like, just do oh, can we switch? Beers, can yeah? we just switch? Can we just like, <laughs> I'm out. I'll trade you this new bike for oh, a cold seriously, beer. Seriously, <laughs> you can have the bike. Yeah. And but so I'm sitting there, and like you could hear this rumbling, and I'm like, "Time to go, fellas!" And yeah. they go, "Yeah, good luck. Have a good, you know, da 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 da." And so I climb out of there, and I just look over my shoulder, and it was the biggest thunderstorm in oh, my life that I've ever seen. It just scary. took up the whole horizon line. Flash boom, ground strikes. You can see it in the distance. Like how far away was it? You think? Oh, at that I, point. It, but I looked over, there, right? and it was hard. I mean, like ten or fifteen miles. But this thing just was like just. In, we were going to get hammered. Yeah, it was a freight train coming. It was away. a freight train co- yeah. out of control. Yeah. And so fortunately we had a tailwind and it got to be kind of side, you know, some side winds, some gusty winds. So I made a real calculated move. I'm feeling good. It's the temperature's dropping and I went hard. I just want to see maybe I can outrun it. 
nobody outran it. Yeah. Because it rained basically the whole the second half. And so, um, but I was coming up, I was like at a mile, like buck 10. And there was a guy on the side, I'm like, dude, we got to go. Come on, just hop on my wheel and we're going to work together. And as soon as I said that, he was sitting next to a tree. I think he was probably just getting something to eat. We had a ground strike, right? Like 50 yards away. Whoa. Like the, the hair on your... Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just like, whoa. Like, so like a firecracker just goes off. Like, like you can feel it in your gut. Yeah. And I, he was closer to what than I was. And I said, are you okay? He's like, I think so. And like, we got to go. We got to be a moving target. We can't be sitting still here. And it was like rumbling. It was very staticky. It was... I mean, did- I, I, the thing, I don't know how that works. Like as far as like being out on a bike in the middle. Of, I mean, I even there's if I'm nothing in a car to do. And I'm driving and just out, out west. It's so, like, what do you do? Well, with, I mean, again, there's no. I mean, there's yeah. no. There's, there's no protocol. You just yeah, cross your fingers and keep on riding. <laughs> Roll the dice, yeah. baby. Yeah. So he's sitting there, and I I kind of started to make a joke, which I tend to do. I'm like. You don't have a steel bike, do you? He goes, no, it's carbon. I'm like, good, you can stay with me. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that is a, I mean, is it a thing? I don't want to I mean, know. Yeah, I don't want to find yeah, yeah. out. Right, right. So we had a couple like, you know, you could just feel like, you know, it's just like boom, boom, boom. And it starts pouring to the point where your glasses are up. Everything is getting like chocolate milk on the, on the, on the dirt roads. Your stuff is just flying all over the place. The temperatures drop. It's windy. And... um and you still had 75 miles to go. Yeah, like 70-something, 80 yeah. miles, about 80 mile-ish, whatever, something like We had a ways to go. Yeah, yeah. Ran into another mud section. That wasn't that bad. It was like a mile or so. Um, and then the, <laughs> the best one was, um, so we climbed up this hill, and they named the hill, so it was this judge, and I had heard about the judge. And it's steep. It's, it's like maybe 100 yards, but mm-hmm. it's steep. It's punchy. It's rocky. It's offset. So um, riding with a different group of guys, these younger guys who I've been kind of riding with, they all knew each other, and I just kind of sat on their wheel. I just I totally wheel sucked for a while. And so, again, it's open prairie, cattle, cattle, cattle all over the place. So we go up the road, and we're kind of on this, like, it's like a farm road, but it's the best way to describe it. And it, they had somebody, like, laid down really chunky rock. So it was, like, not – it wasn't fast. It was hard, you know, a lot of pedaling and – and these four cows, and I'll never forget this, three black and a white cow literally ran right in front of us, like 20 yards. Out of nowhere? Did Out you of, see them coming? No, or? we didn't see them because they came up off the hill. We were kind of like on this, like, I guess, knife edge. Right, yeah. And one guy goes, wow, those things are fast. I'm like, yeah, cows can move when they have to move. And like 10 seconds later, the whole herd oh, shit. goes full. Like, I'm looking over, and it was like you can hear the stampede. So they completely got spooked by thunder. Something, something spooked them. And there's hundreds of cows and one kid goes, what are we doing? I'm like, you got you to gotta pedal. You just got to go, go, go. And we got across the cattle guard. And I literally like, what is next? Locust? Yeah, seriously, like, though, right? And I'm just Lightning like, strikes, what? Like, cattle what? stampede. <laughs> wow. And I was just like, that, uh, that was like at mile, like 130. And so I had. Still a lot of ways. No, it was more than that. It was like a mile 140, 142 for some reason, I remember. And we had the next checkpoint was 167. And still raining, cold. Um, and yeah, it was before, it was like 130 something because there was a water station at 142 of the town Henderson. And I was a little broken. I was a little dark. Mm-hmm. Um, eating wasn't working. Um, 
heading towards sunset by this point? No, I was still up way ahead of sunset. Yeah. yeah, I definitely finished in the dark. Yeah. Um, and um, kind of like head was dropped and not like, again, mentally, physically, I was fine. Like I was, I felt like fine on the bike. My back was good, which is sometimes is my issue, but my head was just a little bit of a mess until I got to 167. Um, and I saw that my friend who was, who was there from Salt Lake Alex. And he's like, he was just like a couple minutes ahead of me. He was riding as well. Yep. Yeah. He was riding. He says, how are you? I'm like, I'm better now. What do you need? I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, this time it's probably like six o'clock at night. So we've been out other 12 hours, 12 hours. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little bit later. And so we, we put our lights on. I put an extra light. I always ride with a light, but I don't turn it on until I need to, Mm -hmm. which we turned it on later. So I put my other light on, I ate food, um, rinse off, they rinsed off my bike, looped it up and riding with him was great. And we kind of got like five or six people and we're like, we're just getting into town. Like a finish is a win. We're just, let's just be safe. Let's keep it upright. Yeah. We're just, we're, we're, we're not going to make sunset. Let's just, let's just beat the midnight club. So they have like the breakfast club, the midnight club. No, they have sunset, beat the sunset, the midnight club and the breakfast club. Right. Sure. I don't want to be in the breakfast club. <laughs> no, I want to no, be yeah. at least at midnight. Yeah. yeah. So we're riding, and I'm feeling like all of a sudden, like my I'm like my 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 head is good. I'm feeling really good. I'm like my power's back. But right before we leave town, I saw this family that I met in '19 out there, and I'm like, hey, how are you guys? They go, do you want pizza? I'm like, oh my gosh, I want pizza <laughs> so bad. So I'm like, Alex, come here for a second. So we had a couple pieces of pizza. We rolled out of town. I felt like a million bucks. Yeah. Like okay, we have 39 more miles to go. Longest 39 miles of your life. The last checkpoint to town is always brutal. And so we're riding, we're riding with uh, this guy, Jack, who I've been riding with. He was from Crusty Butte. And that's the great thing is you just get to meet yeah. so many cool yeah. people. You don't ever really get to see them, but there's just great people. And he goes, Does any, do, you, do we have any more mud left? And I said, I, I wasn't here last year because they change the course every two years. So we were on the southern course. And next year, hopefully if I get in, I'll be in north. I'm like, I don't know, but don't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. About Expect a mile and a half later, we, made, we were riding on this great road. And at sunset, the cows start to get really active and moo, and you can hear the coyotes. It's pretty special. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Yeah. We made a left-hand turn, and the <laughs> F-bomb started rolling out. I was just like – and that was like three and a half miles, and that was the worst mud I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it was the worse than the, the mile the first, 11? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. worse in the morning. It was – everyone's like, was it like peanut butter? I'm like, no, it was like bubble gum. It stuck to everything. Nuts. It was the worst. And at that point, you were just so – you're just so – you're cooked. You're yeah. just mentally just cooked. What are you going to do? Yeah. My mind is I'm just trying to get to town to my Jump truck. Jump on a cow, leave your bike I'm just field. trying to get to my truck. That's all I'm trying to do <laughs> yeah, is get yeah. to my truck. And um, so Alex and I, we were sitting there. And this, like this, so this stuff, like the side hill was like really, it was like the, the grassy part was side hill. So it was like really like your feet were really hurting. It was not, it was, it just took a long time. Oh, right. Totally off camber. Totally, right? totally yeah, off yeah, camber yeah. and yeah. rocky and it's getting dark. And so we were able to get on our bikes, and we cleaned our bikes up. That took forever. I could not get one of my, my cleats in the pedal. Everything was so just, just junked up. up and yeah. finally, we were able to get, a, get in, and um, that's when we had to turn our lights on for the first time. So it's like 8.30, quarter, 9. And um, we had some punchy, punchy hills. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, oh, it's Kansas. It's flat. It's almost 11,000 feet of climbing. <laughs> yeah, nuts. Um, <laughs> And uh, they don't put that in the brochure. They don't put that in the brochure <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. But uh, so we made these punchy climbs, and um, we were just like, and at some point, about about 
literally like 10, 15 miles from town, you can see the lights of Emporia and they do these like movie lights. Oh, yeah, lights. yes, yes. It starts lights. The great thing is you keep pedaling and the lights don't get bigger. Like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? But, I thought um, we were getting closer. I thought we were getting closer. But like at night in the, in the grasslands, um, it's, it's, it's pretty special. It's really neat. I can imagine, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, I remember in 21, um, I was, I don't know, it was like 20 miles from town, and the sun, the sun was behind me, so I wasn't going to beat the sun. And um, the I could see my shadow in the bike. Shadows I just are getting long. And yeah. I just, yeah. There was nobody around me for miles, and I took a picture, and it's just it's pretty memorable. But so we got in, we, we were riding in the town, and we're just going to, you know, we're, we're not limping in, but – Dealing with some water, you know, some waters from fields to fields. Because we probably got, they said the, the weather surface was like three and a half inches of rain in the afternoon. What? Yeah. So it was, it was That's nuts. a significant downpour. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like we're just covered, you know, just, it's like, I still have bike, I still have dirt on my bike. Yeah. I can't, it's like, I got to pull it apart. Permanent. Yeah. Like, it'll, yeah. So we get into town, we're about eight miles from town. And I see these two guys with no lights on their bike. And I okay, and they go, hey, would you, dude, would you stay with us and like they, li- they didn't, us didn't bring lights? They didn't bring lights, and so I, um, and so I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, just, let's just get everyone safe. Let's just like that's let's just stay upright. Let's get a beer. And um, so I go, I gotta ask this one question: Why no lights? And they go, oh, we thought we were gonna beat the sun. They were two different guys, and I go, don't ever do that again. <laughs> yes. I go first time. They go, yeah, I'm like don't do that again. And I said, I carry lights. And you never know. And my navigation, my turn by turn, was not working. Oh, really? And yeah. the people were having some some technical issues with that. Yeah. So at night, you can see people's taillights, the flashing taillight. I'm like, oh, I need to do this to because I'm going to go do that. Mm-hmm. And so everything is all a right angle in the Midwest. Um, and that was a little bit of the issue when it really started to rain. I was so spread out, I couldn't see the tire tracks because I don't, I'm trying to save my battery on my on my my head. Sure, unit. right. And you're like, ah, uh, where do I go? <laughs> And, um, and so that was, so we just kind of, we just like the four or five of us, I think we had like six of us kind of all kind of rolled into town together and it was just a few minutes after 11 o'clock. Yeah. And so you made the midnight club. Then. I did make the midnight yeah. club, yeah. had a couple of beers with my buddy, Alex. Yeah. This is his first time. And I we crossed the line. I said, are we still friends? <laughs> Cause you talked him into it. I talked him yeah, into right. it. And, and his response was, give I me go, a couple days. No, no. He goes, no, he goes, that was the, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I loved every minute of yeah, it. And yeah. that's the thing of it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's the thing. Like when my head got, when I got dark and I've drawn from that, this experience so many other times, quitting is not an option. Mm-hmm. Quitting hurts way worse than the the uncomfortable feeling that you have. Yeah, yeah, it is. A, I mean, I'm not even going to compare my little 50 mile race well, in, in a perfect sunny day to yours. But like I was saying, my, at mile 35, my legs started cramping up. Yeah, 30, I mean, it's funny. After hearing this story you just told me, I'm like, okay, everyone out there can laugh at me, but whatever. Um, but I mean, the quitting part, I didn't, I didn't want to. But yeah. I said, if I, my, if I can't move my legs, what do I do? And I was like, what, can I just like lie on my seat and coast down the hills and then like walk up the hills? Like I was th- trying right. to think of like ways to finish, you know. Right. But it right. was, uh, you know, the quitting part. Yeah, it's yeah. But the mental, I can't imagine being a uh, 100, 150 miles, darkness falling. You're just uh, I the, the nighttime is I you know it's it's kind of cool to be able to ride, especially out there at night because it's it's pretty wide open. It's, yeah. And, but then like. It was full moon. So when we were like 
I don't, I don't know, another hour. Sky had cleared up by the then? Sky too? cleared up. Oh, and, and I remember there was this, like, the, so the moon's coming up. There was this one field that was completely, like, underwater from the, all the rainstorm. So the moon is coming up, and you can just see. It was like a lake. Like, it was yeah, like a yeah. pond. It was the, I'm like, where? <laughs> and, of course, Sunday when I left, I drove back. It was... Like like today, it was bluebird. Of course, was, yeah. yeah I'm like, right. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't snow. Well, I mean, but the thing like when 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 we've done it when I did it nineteen and twenty one, it was hot and dry. Like you know, heat index over a hundred. Yeah, a lot of wind. I don't know what's worse. I mean, the mud. Like I, I was looking at my ride time versus my pedaling time because of the care. We we right. we figured we lost about three to four hours. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, which one would you prefer? I mean, a hot, dry day or a wet, muddy day? I don't know. And if, if, let's say it's, it has to be the whole 200 miles. You can't yeah. really have a little bit of this and yeah, that. Yeah, you can't have it be like a little bit of rain. Which <laughs> I was like, a little bit of rain would actually not be The river be is a... still going to be there. You can still have the river regardless. Right, right. But, you know. um, I probably would go heat. Yeah. Yeah. Just because your bike just you just go 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 right, go right. go, but um, at least, yeah, at least they have the air to clean out a little bit. But yeah, but of. I mean, there was I mean, I remember the other two years. I mean, I remember this one guy. There was this little um, piece they called Little Egypt. It's this like little canyon. The temperature just I, I don't know what the temperature was. It was hot. Mm. This guy gets up top. There was one tree. It's high the day, so the sh- the shade is about to hug the trunk, <laughs> pretty much. And this guy is leaning over the barbed wire fence on the barbs of the fence, leaning on his chest, just complete heat issues. Yeah. So when That's I left, scary. it yeah. is scary. And I left. I and I and they have all these EMS guys all over. I mean, this these guys have the this race dialed down. I'm like, there was a guy back there. You guys really need to get on UTV. He's he's got to be. He should not be riding. He's done. They go, okay, thanks. Yeah. 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 The heat, I mean, and that's the thing, like here, we don't get heat like that. And we don't get heat in April, March, April, and May before when I'm training for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, exactly. It's like, actually, I remember you saying something about that, how you can't you can't train for, like, the heat part of you it can't, at all. Yeah. You can't, you yeah. can't do it. You go down in the basement and just crank some space heaters. It's not even the same. <laughs> it's not even the same. Just, dude, I was just going to, like, have people throw buckets of water oh at you. Oh, my gosh. Dude. It's just, it's... But it's, you know, and the thing is, is like, why do you do it? I'm like, it's hard. I like it, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't start out like that. I mean, I was doing some other stuff. And it's just you gradually, you kind of build up to yeah, it. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, my one of the things that I, my my adage is like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Right, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's got to give it a shot. You never know. You, Who, I think you, Michael you, Scott said that, right? I think so. Quoting Michael uh, Wayne Gretzky, yeah, what it was. Like, I the think quote so. Is like, yeah, it's anyway, true. It's like you, just, you see what happens. I yeah. think, you know, when you do stuff like that, when you do hard stuff like that, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, um, it's good. I mean, I, I mean, I think you have to be someone who enjoys a, alone, mental lo- alone time too, and being to, uncomfortable, to really, yeah, and knowing that that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the physical or the mental part, it's. I mean, as long as your body keeps up, it's the, the mental battle, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, uh, but there's a lot about life in general. I mean, it really the mental is. part is usually the one that'll break anybody. The physical part, you can kind of almost yeah. push through when you. When you, you know, and I've been too. fortunate. I've had you know, I've done I've done a lot, just a lot of long distance races, and I I do weirdly enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the preparation. I love the training piece. Um, but it's it's good. Yeah. yeah. So, so do you ride uh, bikes just for pure enjoyment? Like just go out on a little Sunday spin and just head down to the beach and get an ice cream cone? I do. Yeah? Yeah. Well, not as much as I would like to. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but yeah, and that's the thing that I've it was kind of did a little soul searching this spring about like the, I didn't really feel like I had a lot of balance. Yeah, right. it was working bikes, and it wasn't you know it wasn't the uh, the beer bike run you know the beer bike ride. Yeah, yeah, sure. And um, yeah, I went down to Virginia to see some friends in the Shenandoah Valley because uh, I work remotely and be able to hang out with them and ride a lot. And it was put things into perspective. Yeah. yeah. And you're saying you can maybe take a little more time this fall. You've got a couple races coming up. Yeah, so I I'm, I'm have the main gravel on um, in Rumford on Saturday. Yeah. And then um, um, nothing. Well, then um, I'm going to Colorado for the rest of the summer. Yeah. And I've got the Leadville stage race, which I've never done. I've always wanted to do it. And then Leadville will be August 12th. Um, and then I was like, oh, maybe do this and that. And then I'm going to be out there to about September. And I don't think I'm going to. I'm just going to go have my truck and my tent, my tent top and just BLM land and camp and go ride and yeah. have fun. Good for you, man. That yeah. sounds really great. I think, you, um, I think it's well-deserved. I mean, it sounds like you've been putting in your time and, uh, yeah. you know, grinding it out. And you know, the downtime will reflect a little bit and maybe realize that the occasional ice cream cone uh, ride is I, fine, I will be you know? okay, right. <laughs> You'll be all right. Yeah, you can get back I, into it. So. Well, that's the thing. Like, after Kansas, I haven't done a lot because the week I drove back, I, I rode on the Tuesday afterwards. So that was like... Fourth, fifth, sixth. I was June sixth, and I rode for a couple hours, and I was so excited to be on the bike after being in the car for a day and a half. Yeah. I rode way too hard. I rode on Wednesday, and then Thursday I was like, I couldn't stand up. I was so tired. <laughs> I need like, I need an off day, and then some work travel, and so I haven't done much. Like so, this Saturday will be the longest ride I've had since wow, yeah, Unbound. Yeah. yeah, and it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna love it. It's gonna be. You're, I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, decent weather looks like. Yeah. maybe a little bit of rain. A little but bit it's rain. Not gonna be anything yeah. like what you just did. It'll so. be warm. Yeah, it'll yeah. definitely be warm, yeah. but it'll be good. And then uh, yeah. That's exciting stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Any advice for uh, people out there who, who have been riding bikes? Maybe they're they're thinking about doing some races, but go race. Yeah, have fun, and that's the beauty of gravel. That's one thing we were talking about um, in Vermont was that's why I love, and I did. I've done um, uh, triathlons and Ironman, and I I just didn't like that crowd. That crowd was not for me. I yeah. should, and I've done, you know, was I got did pretty well there. Gravel is everyone's got your back. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if your bike if you pedal your bike and it goes forward, they're a fan. Yeah, um, a finish is a win, and go try it. I, I think you'll fall in love like you guys did. Yeah, we're definitely uh, feeling it's, hooked. Yeah, you know, there's so for much for all the right reasons. There's so hooked, yeah. much. I think the thing is, everyone there's got your back. Mm-hmm. I remember um, up at Rangeley, uh, the Northwoods Gravel Race, great event. Um, riding with, we were riding pretty hard. It was like five or six of us were dropping the hammer pretty good. And this guy's like, oh, I got a bonking. And I just like reached into my top two bag. And I'm like, here, dude. And I had a guy at Leadville a couple, a bunch of years ago, hot day, really, really hot day, making up this long climb. And he was just like, lights are on, nobody's home. Really? And I'm like, are you okay? Like, I was more concerned about him. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I gave him a couple gels and some, um, kind of electrolyte shots. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'll be okay. And I think I had some water. I gave him everything I possibly could knowing what I had ahead right, of me. Yeah. And I saw him at the end, at the finish. Nice. And he was with his yeah. wife. He's like, dude, you saved my life. He yeah. gave me this huge bear hug. I'm like, this is what it's all about. Yeah. A finish is a win. Yeah. That's really great. And that's the cool thing yeah. about, I think gravel and some of these mountain bike races, um, 
you know, you're racing against yourself. You're not yeah. racing against everybody else in the corral. You, I mean, really. It's 100% the reason I've been enjoying what the few we've done and the few we have coming up is, and the reason I'm looking forward to them, it's, I'm looking forward to the ride. I'm looking forward to the experience, yeah, all that right. stuff. But it's camaraderie. It's the sitting oh, at the I've start so line with people. some nerves and talking to people, then seeing right. at the finish line. Right. And, yeah, it's, and uh, just, like, I've helped people change flats, you know, if they puncture, just, yeah. I don't know. You just... Yeah. Good people out there riding bikes. A lot of good people together. riding bikes. Yeah. I mean, the power of bikes. I mean, it's just, it's all my friends ride bikes. I yeah. mean, it's just like, that's how we met, you yeah, know, and that's right. that's just the, that's the beauty of Would it. Would you ever yeah. consider being friends with people who don't ride bikes? They'd have to be really, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair question. No, no, it is. No, it's, no, What's but wrong it, with you? Right. Freak. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. I well, just, I, you know, it's just, you know, I like bikes yeah. and fat bikes and long travel bikes and yeah i like bikes you ride it it goes you're, you're happy yeah one of the to me one of the best sounds is when you're on hardtop which we have a lot of hardtop we don't have a lot of gravel around here but when you go from hardtop that initial hardtop to gravel that sound underneath <laughs> yeah, the tires yeah, is sure. the best yeah, and then but then after a long grind on some gravel getting back oh, on hardtop is a pretty nice sound it's too. pretty nice too you're like oh yeah, yeah. it's nice and smooth and that's it like i'm again i travel for work and so like i'll bring my bike you know, I just bring my bike and go ride. Depends on where I'm going to be. Do I bring my mountain bike? Do I bring my gravel bike? Yeah. And done races like that, you know. So, like, I'm going to do work and then race and then I'll fly home on Sunday. Yeah, cool. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. That's great. It's, it's a good way to see the see the country for sure. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's a good spot to... Uh, I think you're right. Hit the uh, pause button on the end of this whatever. <laughs> but uh, appreciate your time coming down today. That was awesome. I mean, this is, this it's is great. good to see you. It's I, been a while. It has been. It's been, I mean, Kim, it's been almost two months now. I know, right? Been, so we'll have to make a... Well, I guess you're leaving, though. So it won't, I know, it'll be a little yeah. while again. Yeah. But, well, before I let, let you ride off into the sunset, um, what is there anybody out there you want to say hi to or anything you want to plug? Well, I'll plug all speed. I mean, yeah. those guys, th those guys are, uh, that's my clubhouse. Those yeah. guys are the best. Um, love the new store. Um, those guys have saved my, saved me a lot. Um, many, many, many times the quick turnarounds, the, the, the solid service, those guys are the best. Um, and then tread, you yeah. know, Derek Treadwell, Treadwell training. Um, when I made the jump in 19, my only regret is I wish I did it sooner. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And he's just, a, I mean, all, besides the being an amazing coach, just all around amazing dude. Yeah. He's like, he's like your, he's your coach. He's your therapist. He's your bike nerd. Um, yeah. He's, he's, he's something special yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, again, thanks so much for your time, Tim. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming thanks, down. Looking great. forward to following along, see what happens next. We'll have to, we'll go on one of those beer rides sometime. Thank that, you. That's, can that's, we, I, I need that more than anything yeah, yeah. else. So right? I, I can be that guy for you, you know? Sweet. So you got Treadwell to kick your ass 200 miles. You can count on me yeah. to go, you know, shorter distance and have some beers. That's, that's why they put the, uh, water bottle holders on your bike so you can carry two beers all the time exactly or, or at least one and some water possibly right. but eh. I don't know. yeah <laughs> all right well uh any case um so anybody out there if you have any of these uh fun stories you want to share or harrowing or mishaps or anything or even if you have some short stories you want to share i have the uh, the bike shorts episodes i'm also trying to 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 mix in here and there um track me down on social media at i ride a bike or on the website i ride a bike.com and uh be closing out season four here pretty in the next couple episodes and uh, looking for uh, season five coming up sometime later in the uh, in, in the summer early fall so thanks for tuning in and as always ride safe and ride happy awesome that was fun 
take me back to the times when we would grab our bikes and ride the days into the night. Though our eyes would soon be open for the This has been a production of iRide LLC. For more information, please visit iRideABike.com. Theme song by Spencer Alby. Want to hear more? Enter at Spencer Alby on socials and streaming platforms.